You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're going to wrap up this week's teaching on renewing the mind. I want to take you to the Old Testament, and I love these concrete Old Testament examples. They're so graphic. They really help us to wrap our minds around New Testament ideas. That's the whole purpose of the Old Testament. They were much more literal and natural, and we have the spiritual and, in effect, the the real things that God wants to do. Let me set the stage. The king of Syria was going to ambush the armies of Israel. So he sent out his armies to rest in ambush, waiting for the Israelis to pass by a certain place. And uh, the prophet Elisha told the king of Israel about every single plan that the king of Syria had. Finally, the king of Syria called a war council, brought all of his guys together and said, which among you is the traitor? Someone is telling the king of Israel exactly what we're about to do. And one of the men spoke up and said, well, it's not really true, king. What's happening is the prophet Elisha is relaying to the king of Israel everything you say in your bedchamber. And so... Uh, anyway, it, it was a very op- eye-opening experience for the king of Syria. So he decided, well, what I'm going to do is take care of Elisha the prophet. Now, he wasn't factoring in the supernatural God who protected Elisha the prophet. So he sent, 2 Kings 6.14, horses and chariots and a great army to where Elisha was, to the city of Dothan. And they came by night and surrounded the city. <clears throat> and when the servant of the man of God rose early... And went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Elisha did. He said, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, and he said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And ultimately, Elisha prayed for the Syrian army to be struck with blindness on a temporary basis, and he led them right into the uh, capital city of the king of Israel. So it's a fascinating story. It really is. Uh, seeing into the spirit is really the essence of renewing your mind. You're learning how to see spiritual things and how that they take ascendancy over natural things. You see spiritual things as being very, very, very real. And uh, the scripture doesn't say that Elisha saw these armies. I think he knew they were there by virtue of his experience of walking with God. He knew that God would not give him these revelations about where the Syrian army was going to ambush Israel without protecting him. He knew that God would not set him up like that. So he knew there were angels there. And when the young man saw these angels, they were in another dimension. They were in a mountain. And so he saw them vertically, something that could not happen in the natural world. These these armies were just stacked up in, in great height, and they were surrounding uh, the whole city where Elisha was. And so God permitted him to see into a new dimension. 
Elisha lived in awareness of that new dimension. You can be aware of that dimension without necessarily seeing into that dimension. I'm aware of the fact that angels camp round about me because I fear the Lord. They're around my children, my children's children. I know that. And yet I have not seen a one of them physically with my eyes. Don't need to. Uh, if God willed for me to see an angel like that, I suppose that he could, but I know they're there by virtue of the word that he tells us and teaches us. The angel of the Lord camps round about those who fear him and delivers them. That's what the scripture says. So uh, truly spiritual people have learned how to see, quote unquote, the unseen. And how does that happen? It happens because we have learned how to listen to the Holy Spirit. We've learned how to listen to His words. I want to show you 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. And then I'm going to tell you a story that illustrates this, I think, very well. But as it is written, I has not seen, you don't see with your eyes, nor ear heard, you do not hear with your ears, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So God has things prepared for you that you will not recognize even if you see it with your eyes or if you hear it with your ears or it doesn't even come necessarily to your imagination. But God has revealed them, these things, to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. And then I skip down to verse 12. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us of God. And then I'm going to read the last clause of verse 16, which sums up this chapter and its essence, and it says, but we have the mind of Christ. So how then do we have the mind of Christ? Well, the Holy Spirit has been given to us to reveal to us how Christ thinks. And not only how he thinks in a broad general sense, and he does do that, and that's the first thing that happens. We learn to walk with God in a general sense. We learn generally that there are things that God accepts and things that God rejects. But as we learn to walk with God more perfectly, we get into the details and we begin to learn specifically what God has for us. In other words, in the beginning, we learn that God has salvation for us. He has the forgiveness of sins. He has righteousness. He has changed our spirits and put his own nature in us. We learn all those things generally. But as we walk with him, we begin to learn particularly what path in life he wants us to take, what profession we're to pursue, whom we are to pursue it with. We learn all of these different things, where we're to live and so forth. The specifics come when we focus on the broad generalities. We get the general things right, then the specific things come later. You have to learn to see God in that way and learn how to understand Him in that way. Now, 
1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. I want to tell you a story about this. This is back in January of, uh, oh golly, 1984, January of 84, I was writing Gospel Bill episodes with my friend Ken Blunt, and uh, he was Nicodemus on the Gospel Bill show with me. The two of us were at his house writing, and we were going through these episodes, and we had to come up with 21 different half-hour episodes. That's a lot of material. It's an enormous amount of material. It may sound easy, but I, I guarantee you it was not. And so we were not even halfway through the material and through the story plans and so forth. And I said, let's stop just for a minute. And I sighed and I said, you know, Ken, wouldn't it be great if we could do this justice? Wouldn't it be great if we had a TV studio right here in Tulsa? We're having to drive a thousand miles to Indiana. We're having to go to a studio where the guys know what we do. They understand us. They're spiritual. That's the reason we go there. But it is a burden to have to travel that far. I can only afford to take myself and three other people. So I can't afford a big team. I, I, I can't use the volunteers that I have here in, in Tulsa. Wouldn't it be great if we had a studio here somehow? When I said that, the Holy Spirit took my focus. I didn't hear a word. I didn't hear anything. But I had a sense, if I continue to try to write, I'll be making a mistake. I said, Ken, we need to pray. That's all I knew. So we begin to pray. We begin to pray in the Spirit, in our prayer languages. As we were praying in the Spirit, I heard a sentence. I didn't hear paragraphs and chapters. I heard one sentence. It was a word of wisdom to me about the plan that God had for us. This is what I heard. If you will ask me, I will give you the television studio that is across the street from your ministry. Now, here's what's fascinating. I knew that television studio was across the street. I saw it every day. I couldn't help but notice it. Every time I drove into the parking lot to get out to go into my office to go to work, I saw that TV studio. It was part of a complex in an office complex that was a mirror image to the set of buildings I was in. In other words, the buildings on my side of the street were exactly like the buildings on the other side of the street. So I knew the nature of those buildings, knew the landlord, knew the guy that this television studio paid lease to, uh, my landlord. And so I heard the Holy Spirit say, if you'll ask me, I'll give you that television studio. Well, now, the guy who leases that studio has something to say about that, as does the landlord. And I, but I know what I heard. So as I prayed more about it, I, I felt, I'm going to do this. Lord, I ask you, in the name of Jesus, to give us that studio. Well, here's what I did. I tried to find out what the equipment was worth, and I went to the owner of the studio, and I said, would you ever consider selling? He said, let me think about it. So a few days later, he came back with a price. It was about twice what the equipment was worth. I had an up-to-date uh, estimate from a TV engineer about his equipment, and there, I, I won't go into all the detail, but there was a legitimate way, an honest way, for me to go through all of his equipment because his rate card 
explained it all. And so I took it to a television engineer who went through the rate card and said, it's worth about this much money. And so I told the guy, well, I don't think I can do that. And so I backed off. And so I thought, hmm, why did God have me do that? Because he told me I was going to wind up that studio. But then when I went to go talk to the guy, it was not a good business deal. And uh, God doesn't lead us to do things that are stupid. Uh, I can't see going in and paying twice what something is worth just to get it. And besides, I don't have the money anyway. So a couple of weeks passed. And about two weeks later, the man who had the studio came to my office and asked to see me. And he said, Willie, I got an idea. He said, why don't you take my lease? I've already been to our landlord. He says, I can have your lease if you want to do this. He said, I just lost my biggest client. He said, as you know, my production company is more known for things we do in the field. We don't record a lot in studio. The only reason I took the studio is because I had a client who needed our studio to do a particular show. And now she's quitting that. And so it didn't take me long to pray about it. And I knew this is what we were supposed to do. So inside of about six to eight weeks, I was over in that studio. That's where we lived. I mean, we had that for years. I didn't have any TV equipment. But the process had begun. And within six months, I had a studio full of all new television equipment through a tremendous work of God. And it came in a way that I did not expect, but God gave me step after step. But here's what happened. I did not get that studio because I saw it with my eyes. I didn't get it because I heard about something with my ears. It never entered my heart. I, I got to tell you, in my wildest dreams, I never imagined that could be my studio. But God gave it to me, and it was from there that we made the gospel bill shows that were broadcast all over America, the best ones. We, we started and did some others that were not so good uh, because we had to do so many in, in a week's time. But when we were able to do one show a week and really work on them, then they got a whole lot better. That's what God wanted. But he had that for me even though I had never imagined it, uh, never would have been able to see it. I has not seen ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But we have the mind of Christ. You see, the Holy Spirit has been given to us to deal with things that the Word does not address. In other words, the Word of God doesn't tell Willie George, you can have the TV studio across the street from your ministry. The Word doesn't say that. The Holy Spirit said that to me. The Word is revealed to me by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives me an understanding of the Word generally. But when it comes time to specific things, He can also do that. And that is how we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ by the anointing of the Holy Spirit inside us who opens our minds to things that God wants to do in us and through us, and He gives us some amazing possibilities. That is how we have to learn to think. It's part of the process of renewing the mind. That's all the time I have for this particular lesson, but we're not done. We'll start again next week, and I hope to see you then. 
I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.